John 14, 1 through 14. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house there are many dwelling places. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and will take you to myself, so that where I am, there you may be also. And you know the way to the place where I am going. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going. How can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you know me, you will know my Father also. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. Philip said to him, Lord, show us the Father and we will be satisfied. Jesus said to him, Have I been with you all this time, Philip, and you still do not know me? Whoever has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, Show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? The words that I say to you, I do not speak on my own, but the Father who dwells in me does his works. Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father is in me, but if you do not, then believe me because of the works themselves. Very truly I tell you, the one who believes in me will also do the works that I do, and in fact will do greater works than these, because I am going to the Father. I will do whatever you ask in my name, so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If in my name you ask me for anything, I will do it. So the word of God, the people of God, thanks be to God. I was thinking about Mother's Day as I was reading this scripture. And it's that last part that stood out the most to me. I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the Father may be glorified and the Son. If in my name you ask me for anything, I will do it. And I started thinking about how difficult it can be to ask. It seems like it should be one of the simplest things that we could do is ask for something. And you know, I think back to my childhood and I think about all the questions that I asked. But I asked a ton of things. Why is the sky blue? Why is the grass green? Why do we drive on this side of the road and not that side of the road? Why do I stay on the ground? Why can't I fly? I'm sure I asked more questions than I ever needed to. But then I started thinking about how hard it was to ask for something. And I think it was hard to ask for something because it meant opening mean that I get it, but it could also mean that I'm told no. I mean, nobody likes rejection. And so I started thinking about how hard it was to ask in all of the things that I had in my life to show me why asking for things was so important. And one of the first things that came to mind was my wife. And it's because of a phrase that I hear out of her mouth very often with the boys. Use your words. And this may seem like something simple. But the more I thought about it, 
the more important it seemed to be. We can pretend that people know what we want. We can act as if we shouldn't have to even ask because whatever it is we need should just be given to us because everybody should know what it is we're needing. That we should be able to look at somebody and go, well, don't you know what I need already? And you know, when we think about God in that way, and we think, well, you know, God knows what I need, so why should I ask? Shouldn't I just receive it because I already need it? God knows that I need it. You know, if something interesting happens when we ask for something. When we ask for something, we have to make a conscious decision that it's something that we need. And when we ask for something, we have to think about how much we actually need it, or if it's just something we want. And if we don't use our words, we don't make ourselves clear as to what it is we want. You know, I think about my boys. And if they just say juice, maybe they want juice. Or maybe they spilled juice. Or maybe they're just telling me a story about juice. And that phrase, use your words. It's home because if they say juice, please, then I know that they are asking for juice. Simon's at a point where he can give me an entire paragraph on why he would like juice. <laughs> and you know, I think about this and realize that they have to take the time to actually think about what it is they want and try to state it clear enough. And that their mother has been a huge influence on them being able to do that. And it really made me start to think about the influences I've had in my life from my own mother and my grandmothers. That I learned a lot about asking for things and a lot about the difference between being too proud to ask for something and being assured that you don't need to ask. That there's a confidence that comes. Now pride, pride is when I am looking for my glasses. And I'm looking all over the house. And I am trying to find them and I can't figure out where they are. And I'm looking under chairs. And I'm peering over things. And I refuse to ask, have you seen my glasses? Until finally I'm so frustrated. And I look at my wife and I say, have you seen my glasses? She says, the things on your head. I guess those. And I realized I was just too proud to ask for help. Because I should know that I can see about six, seven inches in front of my face without my glasses. And so I'm going to be down on my hands and knees looking at everything, whereas everybody else can spot them from much further away, especially if they're somewhere that I can't actually see. And I start thinking, you know, well, you know what, what are the times that I don't have to ask? And I start thinking about 
one of my grandmothers. Now, she was in a wheelchair the entire time that I knew her. She had rheumatoid arthritis bad enough that it kept her from being able to get out and about and doing a lot of the things, but she still managed. But what I learned from her is that she often had to ignore that idea that we have of being too proud to ask for help because she would ask for help in whatever it was she needed help with. What I also learned from that was that she was always willing to ask when she needed help. But it also gave her the confidence to know when she already had the help that she needed. And if there's one thing that I can remember that she never needed my help with at all, it was playing Boggle. Now, at first glance, you would think that she was going to need somebody's help because her hand was curled. And so she'd have to kind of pick up the pencil and hold it in her hand in a bit of a, an odd manner. Except the moment that you flipped that timer, her hand could move faster than anything I had ever seen in my entire life. And she was writing down words that I had never seen spelled out before. And I realized that it wasn't pride keeping her from asking for help. It was confidence that she already knew that she had what she needed to be able to go out and do. But she knew the difference. She knew that she didn't need to be so full of pride that she could never ask anybody for help when she needed it. But she also knew that God had helped her in so many ways that there were things that she could do with God's help alone. And, you know, I think back and I think about how often we get those two concepts mixed up. That so often we let pride get in the way of asking for when we truly need help and then we begin asking for help with things that we should be confident in. And you know, I think about my mother. She was a brave woman. She was an incredibly brave woman. She raised four boys who constantly got themselves into trouble. And our little sister, who came much later than the rest of us, and posed her own unique challenges. But I remember growing up, being so close in age to all my brothers, that we could be a bit of a handful. And yet she still seemed to do okay. But I remember that she was brave not just because she somehow figured out how to manage all of us, but if anyone in the neighborhood asked, they would get swept up into everything that we were doing as a family. And suddenly, she would have two times the number of kids in her home or more on some summer afternoon because there was no school and everybody wanted to come over because they heard that mom was reading. And there they would be. They asked her and they received. 
There would be drinks for everybody and snacks for everybody would be there and she would read. And suddenly she was a mom to all of those kids. And she was selfless. And she was kind. And she did it out of love. And I think it's important that we think about Jesus saying, if in my name you ask for anything, I will do it. I think back to the things that my mom would say yes to and the things that my mom would shoot down without question. If I asked my mom for something expensive that I would only use once, the answer would be no. If I asked my mom for something that I truly did not need, the answer would be no. If I asked my mom for something dangerous, the answer would be no. And you know, that's kind of included in what Jesus is saying. Because when we read the next couple lines, If you love me, you will keep my commandments. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to be with you forever. This is the Spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him because he abides with you, and he will be in you. If you love me, keep my commandments. We start to get that idea that it's not just ask and you'll get anything. Ask for a new car? Sure. No, it's ask for the things that will help you to do God's work. Ask for the things that will help you to love. Ask for the things that will help you to be kind. Ask for the things that will help you to keep the commandments. Ask for the things that will help to treat a neighbor as yourself. Ask for what is good and you will receive what is good. Because sometimes we want to think that Jesus is giving us this big open invitation. Ask for anything at all. You want a cotton candy machine? Here you go. But just like how my mother knew that I would get my hand stuck in it and it would break and then we would have nothing but problems. God knows too when we ask for things that we really don't need. When we ask for things that come out of selfish desires instead of wanting to help each other. Instead of having a hand open to the poor, we have a hand up trying to hear what it is we're going to get next. And I'm reminded of that example that my mother said. I didn't always get everything I wanted. But I got the things that I needed. And I still get the things that I need. Because I can still call up my mother and say, Mom, I need help. And she'll say, what can I do? And yeah, that's true of all the moms in my life. 
You know, my grandmothers passed when I was young. And so all the memories that I have with them are from when I was a child, still learning the ways of the world. But they stuck with me. But I also think about the other mothers in my life. I think about my cousins that became moms themselves and were an example to me. I think about my aunt. I think about my sister and how she interacts with her nieces and her nephews. And I think about my sisters-in-law, how they are with their kids. And how it helps them to be motherly to mine. And I think about my mother-in-law And I think about my grandmother-in-law. And I think about all these people. I think about all of the grandparents that my kids have. And I think about all of the mothers that I have. Through blood, through marriage. Sometimes just through choice. Just like how my mom was a mother to all those kids in the neighborhood simply because it was the right thing to do. I think about the effect they had on my life and all the things that I learned from all of those mothers. And I'm grateful. And I'm grateful because they taught me how important it is to ask for help. So often we think that we do not need to ask because we should be able to handle everything on our own. But God tells us otherwise. God tells us that from the moment of creation, it was not good for people to be alone. And so here we are together. And you know, I think about all those moms and all the examples And how they taught me to ask, but to ask for what I need and to ask for what I can do to do good, what I can do to help. And that they set that example by asking others and by leading by example. And I learned that that pride is something that I've got to take and I've got to put up on that cross. That my pride dies with that life of sin. So that when I step in to a life resurrected in Christ, that I don't step in with one full of pride thinking I don't need help, but one wanting to help. One wanting to do all that I can for others. One willing to ask. One willing to listen. That we do it for each other. That we do it in love. Love for our brothers and sisters. Love for our sons and daughters. Love for our mothers and fathers. Of every shape, form, and style. That I ask because they have taught me that it's good that we help one another. And it's good that we do so 
for the sake of God's kingdom. And it's good that we do so for love. Because when we ask in love, we will receive in love. And when we ask in grace, we will receive in grace. And when we can give grace and give love, others will ask in love and receive love. And when we give in grace, others will ask in grace and receive it. And each one of us touches the lives of many. Because we do ask. And because we do ask, we do receive. And because of this, through each other, we know good. And because we know good, we know that God is with us and that we will never, ever need to be alone. And in that, we know that God has given us each other. And remember that God has given us all the mothers that we have in our lives. Those that are with us in body and those that are with us in spirit. That they are with us forever and always. And that any time we need help with that, all we have to do is ask. Amen.